0: Thank you, Jesus, that there is no one like you, not in history or literature, from the, the things that men have made up in their minds. There is no one like you. You are the one that we need. You're the one that we're thirsty for. I pray we would turn to you in our needs and in our wrongdoing and in our difficulty. We would just run to who you are. And nothing else. Amen. Amen. Let's take a seat. Um, I thought I'd finish as we come to the end uh, with a quick story. Uh, and the reason I thought I'd tell a story is because um, I went to pray last night about this morning's service. Um, and I felt very emotional about something and I was crying. And partly, I think. That's because we're trying to teach Lucy how to. um, Lucy and I are trying to teach Ruby how to sleep through the night at the moment, and it's not going. We're not winning yet, Eli. Basically, and so we're a little bit sleep deprived. But mostly, I think the reason that I was emotional about it is because it came from the heart of God, and I wanted to tell you the story of my first metanoia. Could we just have that metanoia slide up on the screen? my very first metanoia, the very first time I turned from the way I was living, not to another behavior, but to the person of Jesus. Uh, And I remember where that U-turn began. Because depending on how big your vehicle is, it takes a bit longer to do a U-turn. So if you're on a micro scooter, you can do a U-turn in just 30 centimetres on the floor here, you can just whip round. But if you've been in a heavy vehicle driving in the same direction for a long time, sometimes it takes a bit of a 3-point turn or a 12-point turn. It takes a while to turn that thing around. But this is where my metanoia began. And it began on the quad at Backwell School. Eli, let's hear a whoop for Backwell School. Joel, anyone? No? Nailsy. Um, they're nailsy. Um, but if you know backwell School, I, and some people here have been there, um, I was walking into school and I was late, because I, um, after my mum went to work I stayed home. And I was walking into school and uh, like across the quad where all the house blocks are. And I felt like um, that I didn't care about anything really in my life. I think I was in year 10. Uh, So 15, 14, 15 probably. I felt like I didn't care about anything in my life. And I felt completely like hard-hearted. Like, like, do I really love anything? Am I really passionate about anything or anyone really? Um, And it was just such a horrible feeling walking into school like that. Like, I don't... I don't think I feel anything at the moment. And um, you guys are all growing up in church. And I grew up in church. And what everyone tells you is that it's a massive blessing to grow up in church. And it is a massive blessing to grow up in church. But what we don't talk about as often is how hard it is to grow up in church sometimes. Because um, no matter how nice and wonderful everyone is and how many sort of friends and extended family you've got here, because there's a certain amount of expectation uh, that you'll become a Christian. And so I'd been growing up in church for like 14-15 years but by this point, and I felt like I was on a bit of a collision course, where I was like, I'm going to have to tell people that I'm not. I'm going to have to tell people that I've tried to be a Christian, and I don't... <laughs> it's not working. It's not happening. Because when I, when I pray, the prayers don't do anything, they just stop at the ceiling in my bedroom. And then I feel very sad about myself and go to sleep. And so I was walking through school and I was like, "I I just I don't feel anything. And because I'd grown up in church, like a lot of you guys, I knew my Bible quite well. And this verse from Ezekiel 36 just popped into my head. And it was about the Holy Spirit. And it was about how the Holy Spirit turns your heart of stone, which is how I felt, to a heart of flesh. So from a heart that's hard and doesn't really love very well and doesn't really feel and gets cross all the time to a heart that actually feels and loves and is known and is human and that verse just popped into my head and I was like well okay I pray you do it I pray you do it and that was the beginning of my metanoia that was the beginning of my about turn I uh, my u-turn and that summer Between year 10 and year 11, I went to a youth camp, which Lucy and I now run. And I was like, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in on you, God. I I want you. I want to live for you. And then about uh, towards the end of year 11, so kind of a year or so later, I remember my English teacher, who I had always been quite horrible to. I'd had her first, I think, year 8, 9, and then GCSE as well. Um, so she knew me quite well and I was always quite horrible to her at the end of year 11 she was, she was like it's like you've become a human and like immediately I was like "Well, that's, I didn't say this out loud maybe I should have, I wasn't like a, an amazing evangelist or anything at that time, I was still figuring it out but I was like, I, I th- that's my prayer that's the answer to my prayer that my heart of stone will be a heart of flesh and so with, with what we might call converting or becoming a Christian, or repenting, or just taking that first step on the U-turn, away from a load of other stuff towards God, sometimes it takes a bit of time. But you do have to do it with commitment. And as I was walking along the road yesterday, I felt like God was saying to me that um, there might be some people in this room, maybe some of our under-18s, or our over-18s, who might want to take the first step today, their first little metanoia. So we're going to pray for that. And the verse that we read, if you click on, um, Peter's teaching the people why it matters that they killed Jesus because they think it didn't matter really. They've just murdered him uh, and handed him over to Pontius Pilate. And he's telling them why it matters. And he says it's because God chose Jesus to show you what God is like and you killed him. That was your reaction to God in the flesh. And none of us here have ever killed Jesus. But we all live our lives either in agreement with the crucifixion of Jesus or with the resurrection of Jesus. Because if Jesus is just a man from ages ago, and people remember him historically, but he's not really God, then we're agreeing with the crucifixion. We're going, yep, probably that's a fair outcome. But what Peter is saying, he's a man full of the Spirit, he's saying this guy is God and he, is, he has sent the Spirit. There's something about him that's holy and that is worthy of worship. And, if, and at a certain point, we have to make a decision about uh, whether we're going to be in agreement with the death or the resurrection. And so this is when he says, you must change your hearts and lives. Come back to God and he'll forgive your sins. And he'll give you times of spiritual rest. And I'll finish with this before we pray. Um, best decision ever, by the way, on the quad in Backwater School, circa 2006. And the utter relief of repentance, the, the rest of repentance, of handing this stuff over to him and being like, I'm yours. I'm with you. It's like nothing else. So why don't we close our eyes and I'm going to ask Chris just to come and pray. Sorry? Okay, he's saying I should do it. Fine. Keep the momentum going. Let's close our eyes and let's choose Jesus. So if that's you, no one's looking at you. I'm Not even me. I'm looking down at the floor. Uh, if that's you, just place a hand on your heart or something. And say, oh, I want to turn around. I want to begin this turn. I want to turn to you. Let's pray. Um, Jesus, uh, it's really hard to be a Christian when we're trying to be what other people think a Christian should be. But thank you that you're not just a dead carpenter from history, but that you've sent us your spirit. And I pray that by that spirit now, you'd just be stirring on a, in us all to choose a heart of flesh. To say yes to you. To agree with your resurrection, not your crucifixion. And to give our lives to you. And if that's you, just in your heart say yes. Just in your heart say yes. This is you beginning that, that turn, that metanoia. So we just entrust ourselves to you, entrust each other to you. We say we want to be a people who who are really focused on you. Not on behavior management. Not on fitting in with what people at church say we should be like. But we want to be focused on you. Good trees bearing good fruit. Pray you're you're a special blessing now on everyone in this room who's under 18. Would they know you and love you? and walk with you each day of their lives. Amen.